Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo. here with you on a Wednesday morning. We are happy to be with you here in the middle of the week. We want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get your podcast. We appreciate our listeners, especially our servicemen and women who are taking care of us out there. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. I found out today... That, you know, I, I once again was the victim of betrayal. This time, Joel Coleman was not the uh, the uh, perpetrator of said betrayal. Had nothing to do with it. But I, I saw that my picture was again taken from behind while I was in Oxford on Sunday. I reached out to Mr. Brew himself, and he said, One of you did this to me. One of you betrayed me. <laughs> how, how does this keep happening? What did I ever do to these people? I really wish it had been me. So I could have come in the door here and jerked, jerked it, it the hood off. Me, it hey was dad. me, hey, Dad. Well, that was very it loud. It was me. Very loud. On All the along. Very loud. Let me turn that down. That's whew, that's a big old block of audio. Yeah, we just busted somebody's speakers. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. Wish I wish I could go back now and be like, hey, turn it down. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, you won't be betrayed when you go to Strange Brew Coffee House or Turn and Spoon Ice Cream, especially if you went in there to get one of their fantastic drinks, one of their incredible Sundays. Some of their delicious baked goods, or you just wanted to see a friendly face, they'll take care of you when you are at Strange Brew Coffee House at either one of their locations here in Starkville, over on Highway 12, or on the new location, University Drive in Montgomery. Or at Brupolo. Or Brupolo. True, true, true that. Uh, I also want to thank College Corner. They're taking care of you in the Jackson area, in the Ridgeland area. They're by Fleet Feet over in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop from anywhere in the world via the World Wide Web. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's a huge thing. And you can just go to collegecornerstore.com and pick out the incredible MSU merchandise that you want to get. Uh, you want to look at some some brand new shirts, polos, hoodies, hats, or just the, the kind of stuff you want to put around the house decoration-wise or stuff for tailgating, stuff for home gating. Whatever you want to do, they've got you taken care of there at College Corner. So please give them a look and get the great service that they provide and the incredible selection at College Corner. HTTP <laughs> colon backslash, backslash. backslash. Nobody says that Ma- anymore. Make sure you're on a, uh, <laughs> a secure connection. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Ah, all right, enough. Don't, enough, don't, don't enough you miss, that. Don't no. you dial-up internet? No, I had bad dial-up for years, too. So, no, I don't, I don't miss. I remember the day I got DSL. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest day ever. Could you have ever imagined? Because, I mean, this has happened within the last, what, 22, 23 years. I mean, it's 20, 20, the last 25 years is in the internet. Yeah, yeah. Could you have imagined the first time you logged onto the internet that 25 years later, you're just going to be... Wherever I am. It, have I it right it. in your pocket. I have the internet. There, there were days like you couldn't wait to get home from school or, or whatever you're doing <laughs> so you could get on the internet. And now it's like, I can just be on the internet whenever I want. Yeah, it's, it's definitely... Uh, 
crazy. You know, technology, the, the, the jumps in technology from like the last 20 years as opposed to like the previous 40 years are something else. I can only imagine uh, what 20 years from now, what are we doing? <sighs> I'll probably I mean, be, a, be a worm buffet at that point. I don't know. God, don't say that, man. I don't know. That's, that's too much to think of, to be honest with you. I mean, I was thinking about something the other day. Uh, the movie Blade Runner, which is an incredibly futuristic sci-fi film yeah. set in 2019. None of that stuff's happening. You know, there's no androids walking around. You know, there's the guys at Boston Logistics or whatever it is trying to scare everybody to death with their robots, but they, they're not that far along. So, all right. It's time to talk about this Mississippi State basketball team. And uh, we're pretty confident in their future now. I, 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 surely that's it, right? That's got to be it. Barring a miracle. I was going to say, the nails have have begun to be driven into the coffin. I guess you can't officially say it's over until they don't win the SEC tournament. Um, But it certainly feels like their only prayer is bare minimum get to Sunday in Nashville and probably got to win the darn thing. Don't you? I think if they got to Sunday, they might still be in. But it would be... It would be. I just. I don't know. I just don't see it now. What I did see was a pretty, for lack of a better word, embarrassing performance on Tuesday night. State loses uh, eighty-three seventy-one. Well, what was the run in the first half? It was like twenty-seven to two. Twenty-seven to two. Something, something like, that. like that. Then State came back with a twenty-five-nine run to made it ended a two-point game. They were down by as many as eighteen. Uh, they they trailed by two at the break and then could just never get back into the game. I don't think they ever got closer than two again. They cut it to five a couple times late in the second half. But just, just too much. Just too much at the end of it uh, of South Carolina. Coatsler, another big game for him. 20 points. He had a bunch of shots. He was a volume scorer on uh, on, on Tuesday night. But the State just not good enough offensively, not good enough defensively. Reggie Perry played through foul trouble the whole game. He had a double-double. Tyson Carter had a monster game. I think if you look at this, at their stats and said, hey, you know, uh, did State win the game? You probably would have said that State won the game. And just just looking at those two guys alone, but they just didn't get a whole lot. You know, Woodard had some some a little bit here and there, but in the end of the day, it just it just wasn't enough. And, yeah. and you know, like let's just look at this box score here. And I, if I tell you that Perry has seventeen and sixteen, and Carter has twenty four on seven of ten shooting, you probably think State wins the game. But State allows South Carolina, who is not a good shooting team, to shoot 48% from the field. Uh, State turns it over 14 times. They only force seven turnovers. Um, they were out, they out-rebounded South Carolina. They shot well at the free throw line. They were 22 of 27. That's what really kept them in the game in the first half when they weren't making shots. But when you go five minutes of real time in the game, no, I'm sorry, not real time, of game time without scoring, you're probably not going to win the game. You know, Woodard gave you 11, and that's it. Weatherspoon had nine points on three of 11 shooting. Uh, three assists. I'm sorry, no assists, four turnovers. That's not getting it Just done. Just brutal. Woodard was in, in double figures, but he shot four of 11 to get 11 points. Adu, we talked about it. You know, this was, he was the guy who sort of stepped up in the last time these two, two teams played. Five points for him. Stewart with only two points. Molinar with only three you just can't do that. South Carolina's bench outscores Mississippi State 31 27, but 24 of that is Tyson Carter. You got three points from Molinar, and that was it. Fizel doesn't give you anything. I mean, he, four, four minutes he played, he didn't record a stat. Not a rebound, not a steal, not even a foul. And so here we are at the end of the season. 
And I, I just don't see a way forward now. And I, I, I firmly believe if I were on 24-7 and I had a crystal ball, mine would read NIT. Yeah. And, I mean, just use some basic thought process here. Joe Lenardi, I mean, he's not the end-all, be-all here. The NCAA tournament committee will be. But after the game, Joe Lenardi has Mississippi State in his next four out. Um. Which basically, and they're the last, and one. the last one. So basically, means there are seven teams to climb over. Right. If you'll recall, State was in the first four out, got a win over Bama, got a win at Missouri, and stayed in the first four out. Right. So now you're in the next four out, literally at the bottom of that list, and all you have left in the regular season is a home game against Ole Miss, whose net ranking is somewhere around ninety, hundred. Yeah. Um. You're not moving up much, even with a win over Ole Miss. You're just not. So, all that to me, and again, Joe Lenardi isn't the the gospel, but all that to me is just screaming that State just about has to win the SEC tournament. And maybe they can just get to Sunday and then hit their knees and pray. Mm. Maybe they have a shot at that point. Right. But it it certainly, to me, feels like like they've got to win it. and. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> and I don't think anybody thinks that's going to happen. I don't think you're wrong. So um, the odds seem to be overwhelming at this point that NIT yeah. in the STK. I don't know how you would say yeah, that. Please don't say that. Um, <laughs> There's hats that say STK. So. There are. There are. How did we get here? I mean, I, this team wasn't. It wasn't a projected top 25 team to start the season. You know, I think they were projected in the middle of the conference. And then, so, you know, they've sort of, it's sort of interesting that they've overachieved via the prediction. This is a great analytics versus eye test kind of discussion. They've definitely overachieved based on where they were predicted in the preseason. Nobody had them as a top five SEC team. But by that same token, I think everybody thought the league was going to be a lot better. And I've, being seventh in the league was a lock to be in the NCAA tournament, and it's just not. Being fifth in the league is not a lock. I think you explained it pretty well there. The league is not what everyone thought it was. And that's a humongous factor in this whole deal. Because despite the fact that, look, on senior night in, in, in Starkville, State's got a chance to beat Ole Miss and be 11-7 and seven in the SEC. Which, at the beginning of the year, if you had said 11-7 and seven in the SEC... You and I probably both would have said tournament team. Yeah. Um, And probably wouldn't have even thought about it. But because the league has been the very average um, league that it has been, there's just not a ton of, you know, quad one opportunities out there in the league. There's not a – it's just – the, the opportunities to advance haven't been there as much because the, the competitions, nets, and things haven't been there. And when you combine that with the fact that you had slip-ups against La Tech and New Mexico State that are right now humongous blemishes on the resume, you didn't get what could have been key wins at LSU and um, at Oklahoma. I mean, that uh, the Villanova game. Would have been a humongous win at this yeah. point. Didn't didn't quite get it. I mean, you, you look good in some of those games, Villanova in particular, but looking good doesn't do you a heck of a lot of good at this point. You lost the game, and all that combined, when you wad it up and unfold it and look at it, it just state's resume right now is not a, an NCAA tournament resume. H- had they won, yeah. had had they won on Tuesday night and then defeated Ole Miss, yeah, they're right there knocking at the door. Um, if they're not 
barely in. They're they're right close to it. Right. But yeah, at this juncture, I don't see a path in apart from getting to Sunday in the SEC tournament or maybe there, winning the whole thing. There's been so much talk about the zero and three start and about the uh, the losses to La Tech and to New Mexico State. But at the end of the day, in this in the month of February, you lost two road games to sub ninety net teams: Ole Miss and Texas A and M. And I know conference games are tough, and I, and I get that it's tough to win on the road. But those losses were inexcusable at the end of the day. If State wins both of those games, they're in they're right in. now. What would their record be? They'd be twenty-one and nine, and they'd be twenty-one and nine, and they'd be they'd be in second place in the conference. They'd be twelve and five in the SEC. They'd be in second place in the conference. Yes, they would be in. No question in my mind. I mean, you'd have to win them both. Well, not only that, I, I mean, think. I mean, I not only that, but those them. losses drain your net. You know, what was State's net going to Ole Miss? It was in the, the mid-40s, right? I think it was. Something yeah. like that. So instead of dropping into the 50s, you stay there and maybe bump up a little bit. And then when you beat Arkansas and beat Alabama, instead of trying to get back to the 40s, you're trying to get into the 30s. So just just, just tough, you know? You, this is State made its own bed throughout the season. Now they get to lie in it, and that, that, that bed's probably going to take them to the NIT. Unless, like you said, a miracle run happens, uh, and the Bulldogs are able to uh, to get a a deep run. I think if they got to Sunday, because going to Sunday would probably mean beating two of the three Kentucky, LSU, Auburn. Yeah, those will be quad one wins. So, and depending on who you play in the in the fall, on Thursday too. So maybe if you did that, if I mean, let's say State beats Ole Miss, right? So they're twenty and eleven. And they win three games in the tournament. They're twenty three and eleven. They're twenty three and twelve, losing in the SEC tournament semifinal or the SEC tournament final. You're, you're. I think you're, you're, you're in the conversation, but it's, it's, it's. Gonna, you're sweating the whole way. There's no chance to be confident at this point unless you win the tournament, which is I. You're going to be a huge long yeah. shot to do that. So, do you, well, it's too early to have that conversation. I was going to ask if you had any Ben Howland thoughts, but it's still well, I mean, it's too early. I, I was going, it doesn't matter what happens the next few weeks. I mean, Ben Howland's going to be the head coach at Mississippi. I, I'm with you. Year. I'm 100 percent with you. Um, there's no question in my mind about. I mean, that. this is really the first. It, every season there has been a progression under Howland. This is it, the first time he's taken a, a little bit of a step back. A little bit of a step back, and to me, you can't even blame him for the first two years of this thing anyway, where he was digging out of the hole, digging out of the yeah. yeah. So, it, 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 in it does, some ways, this is like year three of Howland to me. It, it hurts in that you had such a great player in Perry, and it seems like you're only going to get one tournament appearance out of him. Yeah, but that just is what it is. When you look at what you bring back next year, Woodard's going to be back from everything I've ever heard about him. That there's no chance that he'll leave early. I mean, that could change, but that's just what I hear today. So you're bringing back Molinar, Weatherspoon, and I, Stewart. And I really like Molinar. I do, too. Stewart, uh, Woodard, Adu. You might have Nick. Did you, you, might I said, have, I said did you say Weatherspoon? Yeah, I, th- I think he'll be back. Um, you're bringing in Devion Smith, who is a top 50-rated yeah. player and a true point guard that you don't have this year. So him and Molinar give you true point guards next year. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. I can't think of who it is, though. Um, oh, the, the the transfer, Galen Smith, the one they call Tulu, yeah. or Tolu, uh, who is supposed to be a really good player for MSU next year. So, probably doing. We're probably doing this again next year. To be honest with you, we're probably we're probably. If you look ahead to March of 2021, you and I are probably still talking about. Well, if they win this game, 
they got a chance. You know, I don't I don't know if they'll be a tournament team, but it's just sort of where it is right now. So that's kind of what this team was under Stansberry, though was a consistent bubble team, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what it. What's I mean, they what made the tournament six out of eight years, and then what? Oh nine, they had to win the tournament to get in. Ten, they were on they were on the bubble. They were probably one of the last teams out, to be totally honest. And then the year they lost to Kentucky in the final. Uh, Eleven, they weren't going to be in, and then twelve is last year. They should have been in the whole time, but they 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 fell apart so badly they couldn't get in. I know it's maddening, but you could be in a lot worse spot than being a consistent bubble team. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really incredible to see the way people react to Frank Martin because they love the way that he yells at his players, and they're like, "If we had a coach like that," and I'm just like, the guy has got one tournament appearance, he has a losing overall record in the SEC. Why why would you want that? That's that's taking a step back. If he, you know, in South Carolina is a program that has a lot much better arena, you know. They look closer to a lot of, of big time talent. Why? 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 So he does have a recent Final Four, though. He has, but that's all he has. But that's that is all he his has. Only tournament. <laughs> it's, it, the, so to me, call me crazy. That feels like an outlier. You know. I mean, that's just me. So we'll see. MSU Ole Miss uh, Saturday. Big crowd. I, I think it'll, Everybody has it'll good at baseball. And well, go you'll have baseball, so I, I think it'll be a decent. But crowd. the game, the game is at five thirty. The baseball game starts at two. I mean, so it's not like the game's going to be over when that when base when basketball starts. It could be. It could be, but if it's not, are people going to make the trip over? I mean, I think they're here for baseball. They'll they'll sneak in to watch a Mississippi State Ole Miss basketball. We'll game. see. I don't know. I, I'm not confident. I mean, in I'm not saying everybody will, but a I, lot of people will. I'm not confident in that game as we sit here right this second. I mean, I'm not confident in it either, but I, I think that because of who you're playing, there is a a lot of folks that want to see you. I'm talking about in in the the outcome of the game. I'm not confident in that. I mean, I don't know how you really could be. They, confident they beat you by 25, they beat you by 25, and you looked like you Awful. had no idea what was going and on. I, and I, I've talked so much about the mental grind. We talked about it yesterday, and now that you think it's over, how does this team? Does, now the bubbles burst. How does the team react? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So, I mean, at this point, it feels SEC tournament or bust anyway. So it really, for tournament chances, if you lose Saturday, it probably doesn't. It doesn't matter. Matter. It does not matter. But it it doesn't matter. But it does. If you go zero and two against this Ole Miss team, yeah. I mean, at that point, what what really what are you doing? That's I, I was thinking about that. I think that the biggest stumbling block Howland has as far as getting fan support more than anything else is his record against Ole Miss. Just, they've lost to bad Ole Miss teams. And people, I mean, at the end of the day, that's important to Mississippi State fans. And it's important to Ole Miss fans, too. Don't let them tell you otherwise. So, I think Howland is a little bit a victim of his own reputation, too. Well, I mean, he comes in. That's why you coach. hired him. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it is why you hired him. You, you bring him in, and he's been to three Final Fours, and now you're five years into this, and it looks like you're going to have one tournament appearance in five years. Yeah. And and then that one tournament appearance was you, you were one and done. And I'm really, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I give him the the first year I'm willing to give. I'm not willing like you. I'm not going to give two years because at the end of the day, you 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 sign a top ten recruiting class, and you evaluated those guys. They're worthy of scholarships, and then all but like two of them were not good. Well, that's on you. You know, that's not players that were left to you. I understand that he couldn't win with. With Ware and Sword and Thomas and IJ Reddy, but 
the next year when you have Kegler and and Harrard and and Lamar Peters and those guys, and you can't win with them. Well, you recruited those guys, so I, I don't give a pass for that. Yeah, that's not to say that I think he's going to get fired. I think that he should be fired, but I don't give as much of a pass on that as you do. So that's just me. All right, let's move on over to our, to the rumblings. The rumblings today are brought to you by our good friends at Welcome Home Beef. Check them out this weekend for sure. Uh, going to have a special run in this weekend. We're going to tell you a little bit more about that on tomorrow's show, but you can have some of the best burgers and steaks you've ever put on the grill out there at Diddy Noble this weekend if you want to do that. Just give them a call at 662-418-2021 or go by their uh, their shop at University Drive, 329 University Drive, Suite B, right there at the corner of University. Here's what you do. Go get your coffee, walk across the street, go get your steak for later. Boom. Sorry, I didn't think about that. We have... Two sponsors within literally a We need College Corner to open a, uh, a spot in that, that yeah. plaza, and we're, we're just all right there. That's Thunder and Lightning Central. Darn right. I like that. So We could just do the pod right there at the corner of uh, University. and We could. We could do a live show there or something that's like my, that. That's Montgomery. Montgomery, yeah. 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 Uh, these guys, this family, the Sanders family, they have been in this business their whole lives. They know more. They know more about raising cattle than I know about eating cattle. And I know a lot about eating cattle. You've ate a few cattle in your day. I wonder if I've eaten a whole cow's worth of cattle. I would dare say yes. If you just put all the steak I've eaten on a scale. I mean, a cow weighs like a thousand pounds. Have I eaten a thousand pounds? I mean, if you count ground beef, probably so, because I've eaten a ton of cheeseburgers in the day. So, probably so. Probably so. Also, uh, tomorrow, or today, no wait, today's Wednesday, right? Yes. Thursday, the Starkville Taco Hop is going on. A lot of local restaurants putting their tacos out. Welcome Home Beef is going to do that. So hmm. stop by there. You can get a, you can, you get a taco. You know? They got tacos and craft beer. If I had known about this ahead of time, I would have taken the day off. <laughs> it's been, you'd have just found me walking around drinking beer and eating tacos all day. I think it's, ba- I think it's really sad that this came to be after Bob left town. This is, he, nobody would have appreciated it more than him. Oh, he would have loved it. He would have been walking around with like a sombrero. I mean, let's call him. He, he may come right back. You That's know, true. he was just here a few days ago. That's so. true. So check out. They're giving you an opportunity to check their beef out that way with, with the taco. So go by, see what they've got to offer. And then while you're in there, I almost guarantee you're going to want to pick up some steaks, some, some, some chuck roast, some ground beef for burgers, or check out some of their ready-made meals. Or also, if you're just a barbecuer, they have got a selection of rubs that will rival anything. I mean, they've got a whole shelf full of... All the colors of the rainbow, spicy, savory, sweet, all the kind of rubs you're looking to get on, on, the, on the meat you want to put on the grill. They've got it all there at Welcome Home Beef. Check them out again, 329 University Drive, or call 662-418-2021, or check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. I think you've at least eaten a calf. Probably, now we're getting there. It just tastes at good. At least. Yeah. All right. Time for the rumblings. As always, you guys hit us up, and we answer these questions. I don't know who this jabroni is you put in your poster. Who is that guy? Got got the, the cap on with a skull on it. Who is that guy? I don't know who that is. Yeah. I don't know who anybody who's blocked me on Twitter is. So I always like the rock better. I just want to say that for the for the record. Uh Brandon that, Mass- that dude took his ball and went home. He did. Yeah. I was watching that today. As I was running, I watched episode one of Ruthless Aggression. I need to WWE watch Network. that. Is it good? I've only watched one episode. It was Was it good? Yeah. All it was right. good. Let me check it out. Uh, Brandon Maskew says, start one, bench one, cut one. That's a much better than what we used to yes, have to deal with. Yes, I really appreciate the phrasing of this. Yeah. Domino's, Pizza Hut, or Papa John's? Easy as pie. All right, you know what? 
I'm sort of biased on this, so I'm going to let you answer the I, question. You're biased, but we're going to go at least the one we're starting. We're going to we're going to have that. Okay, go ahead. Papa John's. All right. Who who's on the bench? Pizza Hut. And who's on the cut line? Domino's. That's it's exactly. Not, it's not even saying. hard. It's not. It's not difficult. I'm not a. I'm not a. I mean, I'm not going to turn it down if that's all there is to eat. But I'm not a big Domino's guy. No, I'm not. Their sandwiches are good though. Um, I like Pizza Hut fine, but I just like Papa John's better. And when you get the pepperoncini or however you say it. Yeah, pepperoncini. You said it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that just puts it over the top for me. So, better ingredients, better pizza. They don't 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 give them too much of a. Uh, yeah. No, don't give we, them too we'll much. Char- we'll charge them for that. Yeah, they're not the greatest of PR shape right now. I don't guess. No, they are not. They could so. use our help, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, I do enjoy their pizza. Yeah. Uh, let's see here, uh, Graham Yateman. If John Cohen tasked you with the responsibility to get rid of one sports program and bring in another, what sport would you get rid of and what sport would you choose to bring in? I'm going to make you happy here. Okay. I don't know how many – does anybody in the SEC have a men's soccer team? There are teams that do, but they don't play – there's not an SEC – it's not an SEC sport. Well, that's what I'm bringing in. Like Florida plays, I think, in the ACC. Because there's there's all kinds of, of youth around here that's playing soccer nowadays. Okay. Um, I, I just think that'd be a good thing to bring in. I'm not looking at this from like a Title IX perspective, by the way. Right. I mean, it, we're just doing this type, yeah, totally hypothetical. I, I know that if you did something So what are you taking like away? That, you know what my first instinct is? I want to know if it's the same as mine. Go. Volleyball. That's my first instinct, yeah. State's just not competitive in it. No. You know, women's soccer, they were in the NCAA tournament a year ago. Uh, obviously, women's basketball, women's golf, they've been good. Women's tennis, they've been good. Track and field, they've been good. On, on, on both sides, you know, golf, tennis, men's and women's, they've been good. Volleyball is the one sport state has just not been competitive in for uh, the better part, for at least a decade. And, and I've talked to former volleyball coaches and high school volleyball coaches in the area and, mm-hmm. and things about this before. And, and I think that it has gotten better in recent years, but I think part of the reason is just, I mean, the high school volleyball scene until recent years – was very slim. I mean, it's kind of started to boom here in the last few years, but I just don't know if there's a ton of Mississippi volleyball talent, which that hurts you. Um, yeah, it's not a big so sport in the just, state, I don't think. It's just tough to be competitive in that sport. And I'd say that they can't. Um, and I'll tell you this, too, for any volleyball lovers, get on my case. If you haven't been to a volleyball match at Mississippi State, it's a lot mm. of fun. I mean, it's high energy. Yeah. Um, it's one of the better sporting environments on campus, actually. Yeah. It's just there's there's not a ton of winning. But in the midst of every match, there's a lot of excitement and a lot of, you know, volume to the to the crowd. I mean, it, it's good stuff. So And it's free, or at least it was. I guess it still is. So mm-hmm. it's another one of those deals kind of like softball in that, you know, if you're sitting around on a Friday night or something, you're wondering what, what to do in town. If the volleyball team's in town, it's... It's a uh, pretty fun time, yeah. but but they just they haven't won a lot. So that's my first instinct. To- if they do get a men's soccer team, you and I are going to become the commentators. We'll be the Martin Tyler and Alan Smith of that uh, of that sport. You'll be over there using your fancy little yeah, soccer and you're language. just like I don't know what he did. He kicked it far. <laughs> One nothing, Brian. Nil, Joel, nil. <laughs> what did you say the other day? I'd rather lose than Drew. That was great. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> Chelsea won today. I'm excited. Um, here we are. My, uh, t- my, my team's like out of the league for two years, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just you, sh- you should pick another team, to okay. be honest with you. You're going to have to turn your back on Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll just go with your boys. Why not? All right. 
Welcome, me, I mean, you, and Donahoe. Sure, we're we're a trio now. All right, uh, can't can't deal with those corrupt. You don't need to be a part. You don't need that in your life. Yeah, I don't need any corruption. All right, I like that. Clay Crowder wants to know where does the 2010 SEC championship against Kentucky rank in the most upsetting slash brutal losses in Mississippi State sports history? It's up there. This is the first, the the one. This is up there with the Dick Pace 1981 Egg Bowl of games officials took away from Mississippi State. Which is a different level of pain and a loss. It's one thing when you just when you just lose. It's another thing when you have the game in hand and lose. But when officials take the game away from you, that's that might be the worst kind because it's not sadness at that point, it's anger. Yeah. This might be the angriest loss. This in the eighty one egg bowl. Yeah, I I'm struggling I'm struggling to think of another one. Um maybe with more time we, we, we could add some to the list, but First instinct, yeah, I'm with you. All right, uh, next question here comes to us from our friend uh, A. Swenson. Why does AEW not have any heavyweights? Jake Hager is the biggest guy in that promotion. I'm uh, sure it's not for lack of trying. Luchasaurus is pretty Luchasaurus big is a big dude. Um, Dustin Rhodes is pretty, Dustin Rhodes is a big, big guy. Dude. But they don't Wardlow have... Wardlow is a pretty big dude. Yeah, they don't have a big show Braun Strowman type. No. But honestly, for their brand of wrestling, you don't need that kind of guy. You know, that's a Vince kind of guy for sure. Um, Andy Atkinson. I'm, I'm going to skip this question again. I'm try, I'm really trying to cut back on the wrestling questions. Just a touch. Just a touch. They, they are a little overkill sometimes. Uh, is it safe to say the MSU football social media accounts have posted more practice slash workout videos in the past few months than in the previous two or three years? Uh, let me just say that that's not a coincidence. Oh, I know, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> and that is an educated guess, too. That's not me just saying that, that is an educated guess. That that's not a uh, that's not just something that they randomly decided. You know what we should do this year? Let's do a little more of this. Uh, I, I think that they have heard the uh, heard the outcries. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely not a coincidence of any of any kind. All right, uh, Ryan Sims says. He's getting married in a couple of months. Well, there's a sucker born every minute. That's good for you. What would you say is the best piece of advice you have been told before getting hitched? Um, I think that... I don't know if I was told this beforehand or if I've just learned it along the way, to be honest with you, but pick your battles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, there, there's so much in life and in marriage that everyone's existence would be better for if you just let it go, let it go, let it go. Uh, <laughs> if your daughters are listening, they'd appreciate that. They would like that. Fans They're not listening. Um, <laughs> but no, I, when you live with somebody, you're going to naturally annoy each other at some point. So there's no sense in making a big to-do no. out of every little thing that, that comes about. Yeah. So I think, a, I don't know if it's the number one piece of advice, but a major piece of advice in your marriage is oftentimes it's better to just, just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And you're right. Keep on loving each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's one thing. Yeah. Celebrate your victories though, by God. <laughs> I, I can tell you, I, I remember the first time I was ever right with Jennifer and it was, uh, when, uh, when it was Bush was still president, I was talking about, you know, he, he was going to send everybody a tax refund check. Everybody's going to get like a hundred bucks. So I was telling her about that. She's like, that's not true. I was like, no, it is true. Everybody's getting a hundred bucks. If you filed taxes last year, you're getting a hundred dollars. And she just wouldn't believe me. And then her check came in. 
She's like, well, I guess you were right. I said, yeah. <laughs> it was better than the 100 bucks. It, uh, it was. It really was. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, moving forward here. Where's the next question? Uh, Justin Strawn. What time was he awake? 6.09. Slacker. Uh, which do you have more confidence in, the women's team reaching the Elite Eight or the baseball team making a super regional? <sighs> right now? <laughs> right right this second, yeah. <laughs> right now. Um for as much as I pound the drum of baseball season's only 11 games in, there's a lot of baseball to play. I don't know, though, man. This is a women's team. Do I believe they can make the Elite Eight? I could actually see baseball kind of recovering and making a run at the end. Well, they've been to four straight Super Regionals with four straight different coaches. Yeah. Well, there's no reason to think they can't do it again. I think I'm going to go come ba- back with, yeah. I think I'm going to go baseball. Yeah. These next two questions. We, we so just, you're going baseball, too? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. with you, yeah. Uh because I think they're going to end up playing Oregon in the <laughs> at some point. And, and really, this team, when you consider, I know there's some some different characters, but when you consider what this team has overcome in some seasons in recent yeah. years, you yeah. just kind of think there's a chance. I still. believe in them. Yeah. All right. These are we just had these questions about marriage. Here we go. Our son turned 13 this past Friday, and since it was a bit of a milestone, my wife wanted to make sure her Facebook post that our son would never see because he doesn't have a Facebook account was perfect. It took her over an hour. What is the longest either of you have spent composing a social media post of any kind? Mm. I will say that back in the Vsporto days, when we were trying to come up with some ideas, we would brainstorm and talk about them. But as far as actually putting it together, not long at all. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I probably have like a lengthy Facebook post somewhere that may have took five minutes. Yeah. And, there, and that, that, that. just for, for my point, that's a business thing. That's, you know, we're trying to brand and stuff like that. That's not just my birthday. And I want to. So an hour is a bit much. The reason it took her over an hour, it took her over an hour, was she wanted to get as many of her favorite pictures of him as she could on the post. She has over seventeen thousand on her phone. I wonder how many I have because I. Is been... there a way to tell? Oh, how many pictures do you have to have on your phone before you decide you? Before it's decided, you take too many pictures. So you Let go to photos. Well, how would you know? I have one thousand four hundred and seven photos. Oh, I've got over seventeen thousand too. How long have you had that phone? Uh, a couple years. Yeah, but you take photos for work. I take photos of work. Um, I take photos, I would say, probably of the... And it is, it's just over 17,000. Yeah. I mean, but look at this. And I delete, like... It counts your videos, right? I delete videos all the time because I have so yeah, many. Yeah, that, that does count videos and everything on here. But, like, here's here's why I have 17,000. I'm about to show Brian. You guys can't see this. Okay. But when we're taking pictures of kids a mm-hmm. lot of times... You just hold the button down? I just, down. like, boom, 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 boom. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't do that. Like, probably... I mean, there, there's... Original photos you probably there's really been. There's really probably 30 photos of the same well, Joel, thing here. I'm so. setting the number at 17,000. That's when you know you have too many. Yeah, well, I, I, I probably do have too many. There you go. All right. It's Justin Strawn's wife, who's an Ole Miss fan, by the way. Wow. God bless Justin. Must be the patient man. There we go. Uh, Scott Seal, State's women's basketball has evolved in the past 10 or so games. The emergence of Matharu's instant offense, increased playing time for Hemingway and AEH, which isn't entirely true. Uh, Vic's willingness to play any combination, in your opinions. Do these things help State in the tournaments? Longer runs. Yeah. Matharu's emergence especially. Because now you've got a, per, a true perimeter threat. threat, Somebody who you can trust to take three-pointers. Uh, State has been lacking that. So, yeah, this emergence has definitely, uh, has, has definitely helped. It, it, it might be worth a round. It might be the difference between the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. We'll see. 
Steven Sprawberry says, is Bob back on the beat or did he just happen to be back in town visiting? <laughs> just back in town. He's not, he's not, he never, never will he come back to this beat. I don't think you would mind me sharing this. Um, the other day I was walking out of the hump Yeah, and I randomly look up and I see this individual walking to the back door of the hump and I thought, man, that looks like Bob. Right. And then it was, holy cow, that is Bob. And so uh, we had a... I guess I'm trying to think of. I guess if I'm lightning, he's just B. You know, it was the B and B show, and it's thunder and lightning. So lightning and the second B of B and B had a moment there and a hug. And I said, "So uh, you coming back?" And uh, I think his words were something to the effect of, "Heck no, <laughs> I don't think he's coming back, folks. No, he. Is, uh, I don't he think he has back. any desire to come back. Um, you would know better than I, Brian. Y'all, y'all are. I am telling a you that he's closer, not but." You know, he is had a my bunch of people ask me if he was take, interviewing for Bill Martin's job, and when I told him that, he was just like, "No." So no. Yeah, it takes a uh, it takes a special individual that wants to commit a ton of time. Yeah, I mean, all do, of your time, all of your time to do what Bill Martin did. Yeah, Bill was already married, or at least had a serious girlfriend. Bob is still looking, you know, so he can't. He he would never get married. You know, I, you know. You're not kidding there, and yeah. I don't know that people understand you, when, that. When would you have time? You would not if you're not married when you enter that job. You're not getting married. Not while you have it. No, I don't think I don't think so. Doctor Tony Loper, the best veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg, wants to know. Let's play some what ifs. What happens if Ron Polk doesn't retire? Um, he probably so, gets fired. So nine? Well, are we talking about like ninety-seven retire or the two thousand eight retire? He gets fired in two thousand nine. Otherwise, which would have been a sad day. Yeah. Because that program, I know they went to the World Series in 2007, but yeah. that program was it was, it was going a, into the gutter. 07 was the last gasp of that program, and it was going the wrong way. Is Cohen the coach? Does he hold out for another year down at Florida? Or he was at Kentucky. Does he, I guess he sticks around at Kentucky and he takes over in 10? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. If, if you want to really butterfly affect it, the, the 2013 team probably doesn't come together the same way. Yeah. And also, if if Ron Polk had like retired after the College World Series season, Tommy Raffo's probably Tommy, the coach. I have always I have always said that Polk has no one to blame but himself. If and after 07, he decided to retire right then. Larry Templeton was still the athletic director. Would have rubber stamped that no problem. Like that's the, that that's our guy. And Tommy Raffo would have been the head coach of Mississippi State. Don't know how he would have done. He hasn't been very successful at Arkansas State, but that's sort of is what it is. Uh, what if Alan McKean had not been fired? This is the, the biggest what the if biggest, in MSU yeah. history because the football program immediately fell apart after he left. Immediately fell apart. So, do you have a, a program that if he stays, that he competes with Johnny Vaught and, and, and never, you know, the th- you know, is, what's the Egg Bowl record? I don't know the answer to that question. So, that that's the biggest what if. I don't think, you know, I've always said like the next year they went zero and eight after he left. Yeah, and uh, only scored thirty six points in ten games. They were zero eight and two. So I don't think that happens. And then, you know, maybe you don't cede the state to Ole Miss for the better part of three decades if you don't fire him. I don't know. Uh, where are we here? Jacob. Didn't Ben Howland throw out a what-if the other day at his press conference? Yeah, we were, about, we were talking about the movie Mr. Destiny, about the, the boy who missed the big home run and how his life would have been different. He got a chance to see it, and he was talking about that. Yeah. So... Uh, Jacob wants to know, are you predicting Cross and Dollar Bill to both start over Lashley? Why would Lashley come to state without a path to start? 
Well, I mean, I'll say this. Uh, if I'm Mike Leach, I'm looking at the future. And Lashley, if he comes in, first off, Lashley came in before Leach got here. Um, I would. I mean, I'm just saying that just because you were on the bench at Alabama doesn't mean you're just going to come to Mississippi State and be a day one starter. Now he might be. Lashley came. I thought it was after Leach. He, now you and I both know. Come on now. We can give a little inside baseball here. We we got the well, word. The, the process began before long before Leach was, but uh, when it became official, right? But he was Leach already was in, in the boat. Yes, at that yes. So, I mean, if he starts, I won't be completely surprised. But if he doesn't start, I won't be surprised either. So, the thing about offensive line is, I mean, you, I want to say you got to have extra guys. I want to say when we talked to uh, Mason Miller back, I guess it was the afternoon after signing day. Um, he said this. He, he likes to. Uh, I think have ten guys ready to go. I think in the past it was always like eight that that Moorhead and company liked having ready to go. I think he said ten. Okay. So, I mean, just because you're not one of the top five, you still may play. You know, a good bit. There's yeah. that too. Yeah. Uh, Alexandra Watson, have you ever listened to Thunder and Lightning at half speed? It sounds like you and Joel are two drunk men talking. I've in the heard bar. that so much. I've on, actually on, listened on to Twitter. it, and that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Joel, what are you talking about? That's it. And then you're over there. Well, Brian, I just think they're going to win. Woo. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's exactly that. Now, I hope somebody listens to that at half speed. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, it'll be like that. Uh, Clifton Taylor, what needs to happen in Greenville or other conference tournaments for state to get the two seed in the NCAA tournament? They have to win it to get a two seed. If they if state wins the SEC tournament championship, I think they'll be a two seed. Which would you know, if as long as you're not in Oregon, you probably feel pretty good about. It. If you're not the the two seed in Oregon, you're in pretty good shape because they wouldn't put you as the two seed in South Carolina's bracket. Yeah. So you would be in the I guess the Baylor or the I think it's Louisville the other team. I'm not sure the, the top four there, but you would be you would be in much better shape. But. I don't think what matters happens. I don't think what happens in other conference tournaments is as big a deal as what happens for state. So, uh, this is an interesting thing that I have not heard. I'm interested to get your, if you've heard this. Are you aware there's a possibility KJ could enter grad school before spring training, and that spring training could be delayed by a week to enable it? Have you heard that? How could grad? How, first off, I don't see how that's possible because in mean, the spring semester, you're talking about we're a month and some change into it now. How could he get in? As long as grad school's on a different calendar. Yeah, I have not heard. That. Haven't heard that at all. Um, it's interesting though. Now there are moments where uh, you, you guys stuff hear stuff know. that yeah. we don't hear, so yeah. uh, I'm not I'm not dismissing it totally, but I I haven't heard that. Okay. Uh, where are we? Um, that was Izzy Mandelbaum, by the way. He thinks he he doesn't think that you're better than him. Just want to let you know that he can lift anything in this room over his head. All right. Okay. Uh, Clay Jackson, the Red Sox host a local college team in a spring training game. Would you like to see the Mississippi Braves host State, Ole Miss, and, o- and Southern in a similar type game? They used to do that back in the day. The Jackson Mets and Mississippi State played a few times. Uh, so uh, yeah, I would be all. In, I would. I think we would all be in favor of a game at Trustmark, an exhibition game between the Braves and, and a college team. Yeah, I, I mean it'd have to be like right before the Mississippi Braves began their season somewhere in April. But yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. No, I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm, there's a question here I don't know the answer to, but somebody else will, so I'm tweeting at them. 
Uh, I always wear my Braves hat in the press box, though, so I guess that day I probably couldn't. Cause it'd ooh, kind of be yeah, like, you know, you'd be like Logan Lowry. Like, I can't do that that day. Logan Lowry always wears a baseball cap, and he has dozens of them. But he will not wear a college cap to the games because he feels like, even though if it's not a team state's playing, he just feels like it's a little unprofessional, which, yeah, kudos to him. Uh, Zach Huzak wants us to create a scenario for Saturday's basketball game that would top the piss and the miss. I, I, there, it's not possible. Mm-mm. I mean, unless, like I said, unless Tyree hits a game-winning three. So, st- okay, here, here's the situation. Well, we, we, maybe we can equal it. State up two. State up, I'm sorry. Yeah, state up two. Tyree hits a three to give them the lead at the buzzer. Or, sorry, with, with like two-tenths of a second left. State calls timeout, and in that timeout, Tyree goes to midcourt and raises his leg. They give him a T. State two shoots two free throws to win. That's the only way, right? I can top it. Go. Kermit does it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Kermit crawling out there in his jacket. Oh, I mean, he's, he's already he's already called State the puppies, you know. Yeah, so. Yeah. Maybe he takes it to the next level, crawls to the middle of the M State center court, hikes the leg with his suit on, and uh, yeah, rest is history. All right, uh, Jason Neal got Kenny Omega and Hangman versus the Young Bucks. Might it be the best tag team match I've ever seen? What's the best tag team match you've ever seen? Uh, Kenny and, <laughs> and Adam, Kenny mean, and Hangman against the Young Bucks. If I really sat down and thought about it, maybe it's not number one, but it's it's number one right now. I think I could say something about it. Because I, I told you the other day, immediately yeah, it's, after it's, watching it's incredible. it, that it is my second favorite match of all time now. Yeah. Like any match. My 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 top is, and it's going to be awful tough to top it because Sean is my favorite. Right. Um, Sean and Taker at WrestleMania 25. Right. Um, and the one at WrestleMania 26 is up there too, but the yeah. first one was just magical yeah, yeah. to me. I'm trying to think. But the second, my second most amazing match I've ever may very well be that tag match. Yeah, not. that's a good one. Who does Mike Leach beat first, LSU or Bama? LSU is first. Let me tell you why it could be Bama. Okay, because Saban might retire the next year or two, and then things start changing. LSU, I don't know, but LSU this year, I I, I don't know what LSU is going to be this year. I have no clue what to make of LSU right now. You're on the road at both of them this year. Yeah, so it seems unlikely. I, and I feel like you have the better chance at beating LSU this year. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know what they're what are they going to do at quarterback. Is Miles Brennan going to be the guy? I right now it looks that way because they didn't bring a transfer in, or they haven't at this point. So, I yeah. just, I mean, I could be Not, shocked, yeah. but I I can't see Miles Brennan. No, you're right. You're right. Playing the role of Joe Burrow. Right. right. And I mean, Scott Linehan is not Joe Brady. Not at all. That guy got run out of Dallas. So, Matthew Anthony, SEC seems even more loaded than ba- in baseball this year. How many schools do you see making the field? All right. We know Missouri's not. Mm-mm. Kentucky's not. Mm-mm. Alabama's not. Although they are 13 or no. But They've, they're. I hate to say this in baseball, but they've literally not played anybody. Have you looked? No, at their, their schedule has been awful. But that's what they need to but, do. But you've got to be thirteen and zero against that schedule, yeah, and they are. You can't go undefeated if you don't win the first thirteen. That's a smart man, said right? That. Uh, but that said, those are probably the only two. The other eleven should make it. Maybe maybe South Carolina doesn't, or maybe I'm sorry, maybe you know, no Tennessee will make it. South Carolina is the team in the East that I would say has the less is the least likely, and in the West, I think everybody outside of. Alabama makes it. So, you know, talking about the 
college baseball has been a little bit like college basketball was early on. Yeah. There have been a lot of like head-scratching yeah. results. Arkansas got swept last weekend. LSU lost 2-3 of three and got no hit. Vanderbilt dropped a game. I think I saw Arkansas was losing their midweek today, too. I don't know if they oh, lost. kidding me. I don't know if they lost, but I, I, I think they were behind. If only we had a device. Yeah, if only we did. It's Razorback baseball, not not Arkansas. Um, but that's not the only. I mean, there's been all kind of. Oh, they did. They did lose. Yeah, I, they were behind. I knew eight seven to Illinois State. That, yeah, Illinois State was a regional team last year. I want to say. Well, so was Quinnipiac. I'm just saying. Wow, Arkansas. You know, and they've they've had to bench uh, Casey Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, just not not great. Not great for Arkansas. Ole Miss won uh, tonight. They beat uh, Memphis 8-1. to one. Uh, Trey O'Brien. Trey, this is like the third time you've asked this Vandy question. I don't know the answer, so that's why I don't answer it. So, and I don't think Joel... Do you understand specifically how they get around the 11.7 loophole? Like, can you describe it in detail? I mean, I just think that there's other scholarship... Right. But I, that, but, but I can't, I can't like, give a lot of clarity. So that's why I don't answer it. So it's, it's not that I'm ignoring you, Trey. I just I don't know the answer. I'll, I'll tell you what, Trey. I will Now that you've asked, if I can remember to do so, I will absolutely look into it. Tweet, tweet at Joel T. Coleman every day until... Well, and I was going to say, and if, if you haven't heard an answer between now and next week's rumblings, please ask again. All right. And next week when I see it, um, I will actually look yeah. for it, and we will answer it hopefully in better detail. All right. Is Ole Miss hiring a general manager for football a fad or the future? Is that what essentially Dave Emmerich's role is? I yes. think it's exactly what Dave Emmerich's role is. Not, this is not much. a fad, and it's not really the future. It's been happening for a while. State had a guy doing this last year. His name was Andrew Warsaw. He was the director of football operations. General manager, chief of staff, whatever you want to call it, these guys are sort of doing the same things. At Ole Miss, the guy before him was Tyler Siski. So not, it's, not a, it's not a new thing. It's a good question here from our friend Wade Jones, who wants to know. If you were charged with a felony, would you take a plea deal and get no jail time, but you would be a convicted felon the rest of your life? Or would you fight to win your case, but if you're found guilty, it's 10 years in parchment? I think I'd just go no jail time. Yeah, I'm, I'm t- I'm, I can live with telling people I, I committed a crime. I cannot live with going to parchment for 10 years. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't live with going to parchment for 10 years. Mm-mm. No chance of that happening. Caleb Smith, how long do you see Mike Leach being the coach at Mississippi State? I feel like this is an either-or answer. Either it's only going to be like two or three years because he fails, or he's going to coach here until he retires. I mean, granted, he's only had two head coaching stops, right. I guess, but he was at both of them for very lengthy... 2012 to 2019, and before that it was, what, 2000 to 2009? And the only reason he left Texas Tech was he got run out of there stupidly. Had he not gotten run out of there, he might still be the coach there today. He might have coached there for 20 years. So... Ah, goodness, where are we here? Um, Walking Bully. Better, oh God, better dessert, a moist cake or pie? Pie. Pie is better. Pie, yep. Is SEC Media Days primarily for media or for fans of SEC football? Would you support it being prime time, say 530 to 930 on the SEC Network? It used to be for media. Now it's all about the fans. And and the media that are there, we are basically there just as props. Yes. Yes. To, to be background for the SEC we, we provide the material that they talk, that the coaches and players talk to. Yeah. So we're sort of necessary. Back in the day, um, long before you and I were covering the event, Right. I mean, people would go to this thing and this would 
like papers and such. This would be their college football preview edition stuff, and they would get all their info with this thing. And I mean, now it, it's a TV event is all it is. It, it is an event designed to get your eyeballs yeah. on SEC Network. That or said, whatever. I would not support a five thirty to nine thirty thing. I don't want to do it at night. No, I don't either. No chance. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jace Caldwell, what is the m- proudest dad moment so far you've had, and what is the time where you were wondering what your kid was doing moment? So you go first. What's the proudest dad moment you've had? Was, um, and why was it this year's Halloween costume? <laughs> that, was, that was a moment. There's For those no who haven't seen it, you should check Joel's Twitter. His son, You'll have to go back to Halloween. But for for Halloween, Cal, who has who had at the time really long blonde hair, they got him a, a bedazzled robe, and he went as the Nature Boy. Fantastic! Oh, it's great. Um, something that I still enjoy even to this day. So it happened just moments before I walked out the door. Yeah, coming over here. To, I say moments, probably about thirty minutes before I walked out the door, coming over here mm-hmm. tonight. Um, was Cal putting his arm around Cade, saying, I love you, Cade. Ah, that's good. Just having that brotherly that's love. That's nice. Moment. Very nice. Now, granted, there's other times where he's pushing him down face first, and they're... They're brothers. It'll fight. be okay. Yeah, but, but just the fact... And then also, seeing them, especially now Cade's, you know, one and a half going on two, and, of course, Cal's three and a half going on four, just seeing them interact more and play together, and, and they genuinely like each other and love each other and are playing together a lot like i i love seeing that very good what's your uh what the hell moment oh gosh just one um (laughs) i I, i'm struggling to to come up with anything that's just (laughs) everyone of course are so little though so they they are they're they're little and and i'm you know, we, we at my house, I got it from, I guess, raise a child and the, the way you want them to go, and they won't depart from it. Well, I guess this is the way I was raised. It's the way I'm raising my kids, too. But uh, as kids, I mean, my mom and dad, we would always uh, do like a, a Bible reading or something. So we always do a little Bible story um, every night and a little prayer every night and yeah. things of that nature. And uh, so there, there's been a couple of times where it's time to pray and Cal T will say, huh, I don't want to talk to God. Oh. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, that's like, not well, good, yeah. That's not good. Uh, but he's <laughs> all right. He, he's he's all for it, no, mostly these days. Yeah. A, a few months ago when he was young, you just never knew what would And it kind of became a game for him. He'd say it and smile, and then he would do it anyway. Yeah. But. Uh, for me, proudest dad moments with the – I got two of them. Uh, Stu, uh, with the oldest, she won uh, best in sh- – or not best in show. That's not the right way to put it. But she finished in first place in the state science fair. That was a big one. Like yeah. she's just sitting there, and uh, uh, she, you know, they they announced that they had started with like seventh place, which I'm like, why is there seventh place? Really? But they go seventh, sixth, fifth. I'm just sitting there like, ah, oh, she didn't do anything. And they get the best in the show, and they said her name. I was like, oh my god, you won! <laughs> get up there. Uh, so that um, my little one, uh, her her girls basketball team for like eight year olds won the city championship. Now she was not a big part of that team. She she liked to play and she played hard. They had a girl that if you told me in like eight years she's playing for Schaefer, I won't be surprised. That kid could play. Like as an eight year old, she was step back jumper, crossover. She could she could handle. I was like, this kid's really really good. She's an Ole Miss fan too. It's hilarious. 
Uh, I think her dad was like really good friends with AJ. Oh, Coach Yo, hold on. Yeah. Help's coming. Help's coming, yeah. If you can hold out for another decade. <laughs> she also, uh, the little one, Emily, won a uh, a like a little kid's beauty pageant. We, I don't know why we decided to enroll them. They never had done it before. And Aislinn, the oldest, uh, she's got like, they, they gave her back honorable mention. And, you know, it, her that was not really her thing. She's just not into that. And Emily was up there, and they start calling everybody's name, and they're getting their, like the little flowers, and she started to cry because she was like, "I didn't get anything." And they were like, "There's like three left, and she's one of them." And there's two left, and they say second place is so. And I was like, and "Once again, I was like, oh my god, she won! <laughs> <laughs> she won!" And I was, it was really fun. The uh, the what the hell moment. I don't really have one for the older one, to be totally honest. I mean, she's done some dumb kid things, but the little one decided she wanted to show us how grown up she was one day. She walked home. Oh, I remember this day. From Henderson Ward Stewart, which is on Highway 82, to our house, which is in Green Oaks. And I took, I looked at it. It was about a two-mile walk across 82. She had to cross Highway 82 at nine years old. I don't know what. Her, her teacher was just like, okay. She's like, hey, my dad told me to walk home today. And the teacher just believed her. Yeah, I can I can remember that Daddy Hey Dad wasn't just real pleased Ooh, that day, buddy. That was not a fun day in my house. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I mean, I bet Mama Hey Dad was not real. Happy. I mean, she should be dead. She should be dead. She should got hit by a car. I don't know how. I don't know how. Or she should got picked up and I never see her again. It's a long trek. I have no house. idea how she got home safely. I mean, you talk about God watching out for you. That was happening that day. No question about it. So. Moving on. That's not a fun day to recall. Um, Kurt says, in light of our new sponsor, Welcome Home Beef, what is your favorite beef cut to grill or to eat? What kind of steak do you like? Uh, something that I don't. I think you're not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. I, I love filet. I'm not I a big fan filet. of filet, no. Yeah. I, I am a, I'm a ribeye or a New York strip guy. Love a New York strip. That's my favorite. That's what I got from Welcome Home Beef the other day, and they were. I just like filet, man. It's okay. just, to me, it's a lean cut. Oh, it is just, lean. It is lean. how I like it. So I got you. My, fa- my actual favorite beef cut might be uh, brisket, but that is a process. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Will Gilmer. Happy birthday, by the way. Today's Will Gilmer's birthday. Oh, happy hope, birthday I hope Will. his mint chocolate chip ice cream was cold and creamy. Uh, who do you consider the best or worst pro wrestling jobbers of the 80s? So many memories here. Steve Lombardi. <laughs> the Brooklyn Brothers. The, well, that's who the Brooklyn Brothers oh, no, is. Yeah. Uh, the Mulkey Brothers. Uh, George South. On W on 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 NWA, uh, Tony Gurria, remember him? <laughs> he's he's been a, a backstage guy for years now. Um, trying to remember some of the other ones from like WWE back in the day. Did you know that Mickey J was a jobber at one? No, point? I didn't know that. And then he became a ref. Yeah. So there's a lot of them. I, I anytime I hear about enhan- or, you know enhancement local, enhancement talent or local talent. Yeah, I guess the real answer for me should be uh, Mr. Nasty Ken Massey, who was a pro wrestler who lived in Vicksburg. And whenever there was a show, he would get to wrestle, and he he co opted Stone Cold's uh, gimmick by the end. He would just come out and glass broke. He had the bald head and the black, and he did the stunner. It was just it was fun. <laughs> uh, Rob Hadaway, why is the Gillum Trophy not now the Gillum slash Vivian's Trophy? You would think someone who carried it home for four straight years, their name should be added to it, right? I, I don't know about this. I don't agree with this. I you know I mean they didn't change the high to the Heisman Griffin Trophy, you know just because you it, the trophy is the trophy just because you win the trophy doesn't you know they they didn't name the uh, the MVP award the Michael Jordan award or anything like that and then the NBA it's, it's the Gillum Trophy you know let her have her legacy Victoria Vivian has her own legacy 
That'll that'll name the college football national championship the Nick Saban Trophy. Oh dear God! Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, the Ginger Beard Man, good name. Better Express, Rock and Roll or Midnight? Ah, uh, I think I'll go Rock and Roll. Yeah, Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, is probably the answer here. Uh, I got to see him the other day. We did. Stephen Norris, what is your favorite bag of chips? All the potato chips, corn chips, tortilla chips are viable answers. All other chips are not real. Mine is a plain old bag of Miss Vicky's original recipe. Oh, I actually think it's um, the Ruffles sour cream and cheddar. Okay, that's your choice? I think that's what I'd go with. I'm torn between Zapp's craw taters and Pringles cheesums. I also like the TGI Friday's tater skins. Those are good, too. Oh, yeah. Those are really good. Yeah. The and cheddar ones. I like the Zaps. And they're like a Tabasco flavor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really like that. Too. Zaps potato chips are the best potato chips by far. Imagine I, I, that. I haven't had Something them. delicious out of New Orleans. I used to always get the uh, the Zaps Tabasco deals at City Bagel when City Bagel was yeah, kicking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I used to have all, right. all the Zaps. Ford Polk. What moment in time, either future, past, or both, would you like to see? Personally, I'd like to see humans travel to another solar system. I have told you my what I'd like to see in the past. I want to be there on Easter Sunday. Oh, I want to stand, I want to stand right by that tomb, and we're gonna we're gonna find out for show. The Bible had doubting Thomas. I got you can have you 2020. Know we've I mean, got I don't I don't have doubts, but we've I got I, unbelieving Brian. I'd like to, I, if I had that opp- if you had that opportunity, oh, you, wait, I, you wouldn't. Take I'm it. all for being there. You no doubt take about that. Come that. on, now in the future, what would you like to see? Ah. Uh, the next Braves World Title. <laughs> That's Is a that good, good choice. Enough? That's a good choice. I, I, mean, I can live with that. Yeah, I would like to, the day if there's a, if we know there's a definitive day, we find out there's another life out there. I wouldn't mind being there on that day. That would be cool. Assuming they're not like you know from an Independence Day or something. Would that not freak you out a little bit though? If there was actual like intelligent, and I, I'm not talking that, that about made it here. I'm not talking about some little. I'm not talking about some little, little sail or something. I'm talking. About, oh no, no I'm like talking about like an actual like a, up, yeah. a green dude with hands and arms and fingers. It would freak stuff. me out. Yeah, but it'd be cool. Assuming that it's not like Independence Day, you know, not like Predator or something. That would be. It would be. I mean, it'd be unbelievable. And here's the deal, though: if that happened and mm-hmm. they came here, yeah, that would mean they found us. Yeah, which I, means their technology is probably better than ours. Yeah, that's the, it's, it's probably the case. Yeah. Huh. But by that same token, if we are, is there a day where we find them? How far in the future is that? You know, we're talking about the ability to travel at the speed of light. At that point, I mean, I don't know. Gut feeling: is there actual life out there? Because my my gut feeling, I'll tell you, my my gut feeling is no. I, I tell you why it, it it's no, and you may people may get, but I find it difficult to reconcile a a belief in God with a belief that there's more life. Because if you you know, and I'm not I'm not one of these people that believes you know I take the Bible super literally, right? I mean, was there really an ark and penguins made it from Antarctica? I don't know about that, but I, I if you believe in God and He created the Earth, did He create something else? Why would He have done? It doesn't make any sense, right? So that just 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 for me. So I don't think there's anything out there. I mean, the the, gal- the universe has been around for billions of years, and nobody's been able to break through. I, it seems it seems odd. Seems odd. Does make you wonder what the hell's going on out there in space, but... What about in Area 51? Huh. Well, you know, my daughter wanted to raid that earlier this year, or oh, last that's year. That's right, I forgot there was the, the planned she was, raid. She was going to know Naruto run out there, and, and <laughs> yeah. What athlete do you wish you could have seen play the salsa from Ford Polk? What athlete do yeah, I wish any, I could have seen athlete. in person? Yeah. Um... 
gosh, it can't be a brave because I pretty much seen every one of them <laughs> personally in my lifetime. I didn't see Hank Aaron, so I, I will actually go Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron's a good choice. I would like to have gone to a uh, a Muhammad Ali fight. How cool would that have been? It would have been at like the Rumble in the Jungle or something. That would have been be, cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. Watching like Tyson, too, in his prime. Yeah, I got to see him at least. I didn't Did see you? him live, but I mean, I saw him fight. I yeah, saw him paper news and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Philip Owen just wants you to know his pediatrician is Dr. Coleman. Yeah, could have been <laughs> in Bay St. Louis. Could have been me. Yeah, this is a good question. I'm going to phrase it a little difficult, a little differently than how Steve Martin phrased it for us. Who gets hit by a pitch more this coming season? Altuve, Bregman, or the field? Bregman. Are like are we combining the field? No, no. Yeah, the field is just... the field is every pick any other any other player in MLB, and that's the field. So oh, okay. I think Bregman. Bregman more than Altuve. Yeah, because Tough to hit Bre- him. He's so short. Well, Bregman's just got a big mouth. That's true too. So I, I think that I'm gonna go with you. Right. I think you're right. That some people didn't like Bregman going in anyway. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, and, and a lot of people actually do like Jose Altuve. I mean, you, not you, anymore. Well, you even had Correa out there saying that Altuve didn't use this. He he didn't want the system kind of deal. They didn't say. I mean, I I don't necessarily believe that, but. You have a lot of folks saying that Altuve yeah, is no. so, but he's also the one that hit the buzzer. He hit the buzzer. So. <laughs> that, Ryan, they, that they say they didn't have. They had buzzers. Ryan Strickland, what is your pro wrestling dream match that can still happen? Ooh. Ah. Uh, that could still happen. I've got it. All right, go. I don't know how good he'd be, though, now. Daniel Bryan versus Shawn Michaels. Ooh, don't know if it's good. It would be. Yeah, it, 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 would, could, it would disappoint. If you I could feel. rewind Shawn back ten, ten years, ten years, yeah. then, oh, yeah, then that'd sure. be great. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what. Then I'm going. I'm going to do an uh, a interpromotional deal all right, here. All right. Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega. Yes, that would be fantastic. That would be a tremendous match. I'm down. With that, that. I wonder if they've ever fought. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they have. I want now, but now, now I'm going to have to do some research because if they want, if they've wrestled, I need to watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right about that. I'm trying to think if there's one that that is like really stands out to me. Yeah, I've got one, and this is going to sound weird because I don't know that it would be the best match, but I like to see CM Punk against Roman Reigns, and Punk beat him, and we could move forward with a new era of pro wrestling at that point. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I mean, Punk Lesnar has happened. I think so. They, uh, they, Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson have indeed fought. I believe we got to find that. We got to find that in tape. Ring of Honor. Okay, that's findable then, probably. Okay. All right. Another one from Ryan with Leach's track record of installing offenses with success everywhere he's been, and Costello's quarterback. What is State's record if the defense is top thirty nationally? I'll go out on the big limb and say ten and two. Give me a top thirty defense with what I think State can do offensively. Ten and two. They lose to LSU and Alabama, and it's close against LSU. It certainly seems like it would be no worse than nine and three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. All right. Steve Mormon wants to know who is the athlete you love and pull for that everyone else hates and despises. For me, it's Bill Lambeer. I got an easy an one here. Athlete that I pull for that everyone despises. This is easy for me. Okay. Barry Bonds. Yeah, that is easy for you. I don't guess I have anybody that's just universally hated that I root for. Um, 
I guess a few, couple years ago when Sue was with the Dolphins, a lot of people didn't like him. Not yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, that's true. But um, I mean, not not universally. It's not. Yeah. Like people will despise Barry Bonds. I get that. You know, if you're not a Giants fan, would uh would Fred Smoot count? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Dane Slayer wants to know what. Since I wear an eye patch now, will people give me a hard time at the games? There's, I bet the first game he gets a lot of seriously kind of things, right? Don't you think? Like, are you, are you doing the pirate thing? Like, <laughs> after like the second game, people will understand. Okay, that's just, that guy just wears an eye patch. Yeah. So, uh, let's see here. <laughs> Keeves Wright asked if we watched WWE Revolution. You can tell that we have, and we thought it was great. Uh, the White Denzel, that's his name. Can you legally sacrifice a chicken in order to wake up the bats for Mississippi State? I think legally you can sacrifice. I mean, you, people eat chicken all the time. Surely it's legal to kill one. Yeah. And you know, I just I would I would not go steal a chicken and do it. I would you know figure it out. Uh, let's see here. Kyle Brazell is Ben Howlin a talker and not a doer? He's a doer. It's just. He's actually not much of a talker, to be totally honest. Ben Howland, and maybe he's always been like this throughout his career, but it seems like in every press conference, there's always something where he's like, I'm such a dummy. I did Yeah, this. yeah. He did it the other day again, too. Yeah. Where he was talking about how before State lost at A&M, he, he ran them through a two-hour practice the day before, and he was talking about how even after 20-plus Whatever, how many years of coaching he's had, yeah. he still does dumb things like that. Yeah. Like, and then there's always the I forgot so and so on the bench, like with Robert Woodard last year. Yeah. <laughs> so I- anyway, I don't know that he's a, I don't know that he's not a doer, but there are some things about Ben Howland that sometimes I think. Yeah. What are you doing? I think maybe if I had been in your shoes, I wouldn't have admitted wouldn't that. How I, I would not have said that. Brick by brick wants us to arm wrestle during the podcast and announce the winner. Says his money's on you. You want to do it? I mean, sure. All right, here we go. I think you're going to win. Why would I win? Well, I mean... Have you, have you looked at yourself in the mirror? You're a jack. Dude, I weigh 150 pounds. That's got nothing to do with it. All right, we got to figure this out. we got to keep the mics. Are we going to keep our mics? Try, we're going to try to do this here. All right, here All right. we go. I, I honestly think All I'm right. about to lose this. All right, hold on. We're going to find out. i got to take my headset off. Hold on a second. Take your headset off because we don't want to have a sudden motion. Headset's that, coming off, but I think you all can probably still hear us. Well, the headsets don't have anything to do with our... Uh, with our voices. The headsets are for us. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're Which I've on. never really understood because we're sitting right across right. each other. We can hear right, each other. All right, ready? So it's one, two, three, and then you go. All right? All right. One, two, three. Oh, he killed me just like I thought he would. <laughs> I don't want to say kill, it, kill you. You put up a fight. Now my arm hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Get my computer back here. Uh, it was kind of like uh, we should have had we should have had some video of that, but yeah, I, I knew I was going to lose. You go to the gym every day, yeah. You but, work out, and I'm not a pro arm wrestler, so I don't know how to use like my leverage and size. I, yeah. I've never been good at arm wrestling. Your arm was sliding there big time too. So, this table's not saying the, I cheated. No, no, I'm saying like we need to get one of those tables where you like you grip, <laughs> yeah, hold on to the grip. So do it WWE style where it turns into me like kicking you in the gut. <laughs> we got to turn the table over. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Steiner just like, starts pushing his arm down, something like that. Uh, is that it for the day? This is a lot of basketball stuff here. Oh, here we go. The Scott. main event was literally a wrestling match. Yeah, Scott Dunaway. Would Brian Haydad be a good fit for ba- Big Dan Teague, the Bible salesman, and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? You'd be a pretty good fit. Yeah. 
I don't remember any of his lines, though, so much. I, but he was a Klansman. I don't want to be that. <laughs> I mean, he was. Uh, Can't let that flag touch the ground. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. A Middle Eastern Klansman. <laughs> <laughs> the color god is colored. That's what that would be with me. I look like John Turturro. All right. Uh, uh, let's see here. Another basketball question. I feel like we've answered all those. Uh, that's it. All right. Always good to end on an "Oh brother, where art thou?" kind of a moment there. Appreciate that. <laughs> all right. Tomorrow's show. Uh, we may be reviewing what happened with MSU and USM. Maybe just be talking about how the weather took that game away from us. Uh, MSU is scheduled to start Houston Harding in that game, but the weather down in Jackson does not look uh, favorable for baseball. We'll find out that happens if if it does we'll talk about it afterwards if not we'll figure it out from there uh if we're lucky joel msu will announce what's happening in that game early in the day and, and we, we can record, we can early, record in early in the day otherwise it's gonna be another late night for us talk to you guys on thursday for joel t coleman Woo! i'm brian hey dad thanks for listening to thunder and lightning on super talk mississippi Mississippi Media Production.